Hey everyone, welcome to MCU Fan Show episode 281. My name is Sean Gerber. In a moment, I'll be joined by Paul Herman for our breakdown of the very first teaser trailer for The Marvels. Before that conversation begins, want to remind you about Fan Show Plus. That is the podcast that is exclusive to premium subscribers at patreon.com slash Sean Gerber or on Apple Podcasts. That is the show where we talk about extra MCU topics, answer your questions, even go a little bit outside of the MCU sometimes, sort of, but also kind of part of the MCU, maybe, with Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, talking about that trailer recently, and also going to be talking about the third season of The Mandalorian very soon as well. So you can find that again at patreon.com slash Sean Gerber, or if you go on Apple Podcasts and search for the MCU Fan Show channel or Fan Show Plus, you can find it that way and subscribe so you can have access to those episodes. Also, make sure you are following us in those places you can. We are at MCU Fan Show on Instagram and Twitter. And if you're enjoying the show, we would greatly appreciate a rating and review from you over on Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much to everyone who has already taken the time to share their review. And now, on with our show. How you doing, Paul Herman? I am doing well. Uh, I'm exhausted, very, very exhausted. But I'm, I'm excited to talk about this uh, this trailer here because we 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 can we didn't really communicate for a minute there, and then I was wondering like when are we gonna do the trailer, and then all of a sudden we chimed in the other day. And I'm like, we gotta do this because I've been I've been eager to talk about this trailer for a while, to be quite honest. I didn't tell you that before the show, but. I, I've, I've been very eager. I've kind of kept my, I can bet my lips I've been, shut. Yeah, I can bet I've been eager to talk about this trailer for longer than you because I saw this trailer months ago at D23 oh. Expo. This is oh, okay. pretty okay. much what they showed us. There's a few, I think, different shots in there. I mean, I, I don't have access to what they showed in the room at D23 Expo, so I don't know if it was shot for shot, but definitely a lot of the major beats, the overall tone of this teaser trailer was very much what they were showing at D23 Expo last September. And so I got to talk about it a little bit just by myself uh, when I right after I saw it. But then this teaser trailer came out. And yes, apologies to everyone listening that we weren't uh, a little faster with this teaser trailer breakdown. Just a just horribly busy week and still horribly busy right now. It's not really lightening up, but we are squeezing this in. Uh, you Seriously, know, playing yeah. through the pain, playing exhausted. You know, I wouldn't cu- quite say this is like the Michael Jordan flu game of podcasts. Not at all. Nowhere no, close no, in, no, in no, that no. realm. But uh, yeah, we're we're pushing through here. But honestly, it it gets it's easier to uh, get that enthusiasm right back and that energy right back thanks to this teaser trailer. Because I got to say, I mean, my first reaction was kind of it was. Somewhat similar to, I guess, what would have been my reaction in, what was that first teaser for Guardians, like February of 2014, like nine years ago? Wow. Um, Watching the teaser for Guardians of the Galaxy, the Hooked on a Feeling teaser, and that was similar. It was a similar thing where they were showing a lot of the same stuff that they had shown at Comic-Con, which I didn't see, but then I did see the same-ish footage at D23 Expo that year in the summer of 2013. And I think I remember us doing a trailer breakdown on the Modern Myth Media podcast and uh, also kind of having that first nerd world problem and complaining about it of, oh, well, this is great, but also I didn't get a lot of new to me stuff. Um, But it didn't really, maybe on the first watch, I was kind of like, ah, man, I I saw all this already. Um, But at the same time, it didn't matter because the more I watch this trailer, the more I love it. And also, um, I can't at, I can't complain about Marvel showing too much and then get mad when they reuse some stuff from D23, which most people, and that, I think they might have showed some of this at Comic-Con too, I'm not sure, but most people didn't see this. And this was a great teaser trailer, so you might as well stick with this and introduce the masses to this movie. I was really wondering, Paul, when we would get a teaser trailer anyway, just because we know this movie got pushed from July to mm-hmm. November. So when it was in July, I just assumed we would get something around the time of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And then when the movie got pushed, I wasn't so sure that was going to happen. But then they announced, I think like a day before they dropped this trailer, that it was happening. And now everybody gets to see what I saw at D23 Expo. 
which is Iman Vellani, star in the making, like before our very eyes, just walking away with this trailer. And that's not to take anything away from Brie Larson as Carol Danvers or Tiana Paris as Monica Rambeau, who are both great in this trailer and undoubtedly will be great in the movie itself. But Iman Vellani, it would be very easy to have her kind of take a, a step back in a movie like this, but to see... Marvel and Disney putting her forward in this teaser trailer and to show the the bits of her performance that we can see to make it very clear that she is absolutely 100% ready to just step foot right alongside the... If she's talking about, is this an Avengers test? Well, I don't know if it is or not, but if it is, she passed. Whatever test it is, Iman Vellani is continues to pass and be, do much better than passing A grade for Kamala Khan slash Miss Marvel in the MCU. She's amazing in this trailer and such a huge, huge part of why it is just so utterly delightful. I got to tell you, you know, there was a, I know there's been a lot of talk about um, the Marvel's moving and you know, all the Ant-Man's kind of, you know, uh, negative uh, overall, not negative overall reception, but it's kind of lukewarm reception to disappointing box office. You know, I was very... Very curious, you know, moving the Marvels to November. I think it was a smart idea. Um, just to give some space between Guardians and this and everything. And it, I was very curious to see the tone of it. I know you you spoke very highly of it. And obviously, when, when you when you tell me, you know, you'll tell me if you really don't think that something doesn't look great to you or not. And trailers, Marvel trailers rarely disappoint for me. Rarely. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But I would say, or I'd say more often they, they do than they don't. And, you know, I was very keen to see what they're going to do with this because this is very much an original idea opposed to adapting different kinds of, you know, stories and whatnot, from, at least from what I can tell so far. And with obviously really enjoying Miss Marvel and maybe not that ironically, not the comic, the more like superhero aspect necessarily of the show wasn't maybe the strongest, but like the other stuff was fantastic. Maybe some of the best in Marvel that's had. That's, yeah. You know, and all that the, stuff the is base. here in this trailer. You see, exactly. And so with that and, and loving, obviously, uh, whether it's going to be Spectrum, you know, Photon, whoever Monica Rambo is going to be loving her and WandaVision. And again, I liked I liked Captain Marvel, you know, and everything. And going into all that, I was like, man, I'm really curious with, with you heard some kind of some weird things with reshoots and, and, and that's not weird itself, but the fact they moved it, it just, it makes you kind of think, right? At least for me. And when they dropped this trailer, you know, just kind of just going the overall feelings of it. I got to tell you, I've, I haven't felt, I, to me, like when I saw the Ant-Man trailer, it looked rad, right? It, it had lots of, whoa, rad moments mm. of Kang, you know, love Kang, it just doesn't have that, but this has a tone that I, it was very infectious and I was not prepared for that, Sean. And that's the one thing that I really want to stress to people that, and that's what I kind of see overall in, in general was that people were like, yeah, that looks like this looks like fun. Like that's the one thing that I only, I, I, I was just kind of grinning at some of the fun aspects of this movie that the trailer does a great job of giving you exactly what this movie is about without being ridiculous to a point where it's like hitting you over the head with it. And it looks really fun overall. And I think that's the thing about this movie that I'm, I've been really impressed by is that it gives you the, the really kind of a crazy idea of these, the whole interlocking powers and and how funny and how much fun it's going to be, and being you're you're being able to put Kamala in a, right away in a very like in a situation where it's over she's over her head, and there's something already about that that's extremely charming, and I don't know like it, that's the one thing that I was not I just wasn't prepared for how much fun this is going to be, and I think that's going to be an advantage for this movie. It has. I, we can we can get in that stuff later or whatever you know that stuff online, but some of the other reactions, quote unquote reactions. Um, but to be honest, I think this movie is, in a, is already to me is has a, a lot a good foot forward with this trailer because of the fact of how the tone is so good already. Mm -hmm. That to me 
that to me, you know, as you know, people bringing their kids, they're going to kids are going to eat this movie up. Kamala Khan as a main character interacting with adults. Whenever time you have a kid. Yeah. that's on the same plane level as a, as the adults. That's a big deal. And I don't care how old the kid is. It could be an 18 year old, 16 year old. Cause you know what? 10 year olds are going to look at that and they're gonna be like, Whoa, like it's a big deal. And she's on their same level. You identify with that. And that to me is the gateway. And Marvel might have something here, in my opinion, as far as with Kamala and in, in this movie specifically, that kids, if kids connect to this thing, watch out. This could be, this movie could be gangbusters, but at first, first impression I wasn't really impressed with the tone. Yeah, I think that this one really does a great job of selling the things that people like about the MCU, but also how it's different and unique in this specific movie. You know, you mentioned it. It's a great comparison thinking about a teaser trailer like this versus our reactions to the Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania trailers. And we loved those trailers and I still love those trailers and love a lot about that movie. Spoiler review still stands, regardless of what happened afterward. And so the way I, I think this trailer differs, I think it's the way that Marvel kind of needs to reestablish its relationship with the audience in that, yes, the spectacle is fun, and there are some cool visuals on this, but there's nothing as big or eye-popping as something from a Quantumania trailer. But what are they really trying to draw the audience in with? And it is character dynamics between the characters relationships with the characters inter getting to know and connect with a brand new character and as much as we liked the miss marvel disney plus series a lot of the people probably most of the people who are watching this trailer and will eventually go watch this movie although some of them may play catch up between now and november but so many of the people who are going to go watch this movie have not seen or will not have seen Miss Marvel. I do think, though, that a lot of those people are going to immediately go home and turn on Disney Plus and start watching Miss Marvel after this movie, not just because that's the goal of the corporate synergy of the whole thing, because you're not hoping to, you're not making movies to make your series from a year and a half prior more popular. You're trying to, you're trying to build, but knowing that some people probably missed out on Miss Marvel because it was a brand new character. That's not to say it wasn't a successful series. I'm sure it was for Disney Plus, but it can become even more successful as people get a chance to meet this character and they get to meet all of this character. As you were saying, like, what did we love so much about the Miss Marvel series? Yeah, the superhero stuff was fun, but it was her family. It was her life as Kamala Khan. And we are seeing... So much of that. What did we get at, at the wedding? A big dance number in Miss Marvel. What do we see in this trailer? A big dance number. We see Kamala Khan with her family, interacting with Monica Rambeau, with Carol Danvers. They're right here in the center of this story. And I'm not, I don't know that we're going to see them in very many more scenes than what's just alluded to here, but we don't really need to. Just the fact that those scenes are there and they're introducing you to all of Kamala Khan. I think that is it's a great way to not just assume that the audience is fully caught up, that they don't need to be inspire them to go get caught up because they love what they're seeing so much right before their very eyes. And then the other part of it about this that that Kamala Khan is representing is just it's the ultimate wish fulfillment that Kamala Khan, as we you know, we're really just connecting with her as a character in her own Disney Plus series one of the most charming things about her is just how enthusiastic and passionate of an MCU Avengers, Avenger con superhero fan that she was. And so that's where a lot of us obviously can relate. And I know there's been other young characters who are fans. Peter Parker was a fan of Tony Stark and all of that stuff, but Kamala Khan takes it to another level just in how much it's emphasized with her character in the MCU and to have that character get to go be a superhero and just be totally up for it. And what I love about Kamala Khan is, you know, you kind of mentioned like, okay, well now she has to step up in these things and be kind of in over her head and overwhelmed by all of this. But at the same, there, there are those moments, but then there are also these moments that we get in the teaser trailer where she's just completely unfazed. 
it's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, when she's spinning around in space. But then when she sees Nick Fury, it's like, oh, hey, like, <laughs> like now she's just back to being a fan. But then also, is this an Avengers test? Is this a tryout? Do I get to try and live my dream here by becoming an Avenger? And that's what she's all focused on. Like, did I pass when Nick Fury shows up to her family home? All of that is just, it's amazing. And then we finally see her phase when she sees like Goose in, the, in that moment, which is fantastic. It's just, it's so fun. It's so charming. It's also disarming to the audience. Like you just can't help but want to connect with and root for this character in this moment. And I love that Marvel, as I said, they gave Kamala Khan center stage in this teaser trailer. And I think it was absolutely the right move because what they're trying to do is show you, like they want you to be, they're selling the idea of the team up and showing the value of that, but also what's one of the key members of this team. And that's not to say that it takes anything away from, again, Carol or Monica, who are both still featured very prominently in this trailer. And I think we will see more of them, of course, and and their perspective in this story, I think a little bit as we get, because this is just the very first teaser trailer. There will be more marketing material that will give us more uh, intel on, on those two characters. But it's selling the fun, it's selling the the vibe, the connection between these characters, the excitement of the team up, but it's a different angle on the excitement of the team up because they know it's not a, a thing where the general audience has just been waiting for the day that Captain Marvel and Photon slash Spectrum slash Captain Marvel maybe and Miss Marvel, that team up. That's not a team up that audiences have been dreaming about for years and years and years, maybe some members of the audience, but for most of the general audience, it's not a team-up that they were dreaming of, that they were asking for, or anything like that. So what does make it exciting? Well, part of what makes it exciting is it's almost, as I said, that wish fulfillment of you get to team up with these superheroes, because that's kind of what Kamala Khan is representing, especially, as you said, for kids— and the whole idea of what would it be like if you could actually team up with your favorite Marvel superheroes? Well, here's a look at that through the lens of Kamala Khan. And I love that because I think it is, it's the simplicity of it, of just getting to what's the core emotionally of what makes this story appeal to an audience immediately. And that's, it's not to say the whole movie is about this. It's obvious more things are going to be revealed thematically and where we're at with the characters. But what's the the simplest thing that we can distill this film down into for this teaser trailer that is appealing. And I think they absolutely found that. And I think they nailed that with this teaser trailer. And aside from Kamala Khan, I mean, she's not the only thing that's interesting about this. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of this just feels very cool, very kinetic. Mm -hmm. It feels like Mm -hmm. it's just, I mean, it's a trailer so they can cut it any way they want, but it just feels very fast paced. Things are just moving and you don't get that solid footing because literally as soon as a character uses their powers because their intent, their powers are entangled and they're being shot across trading uh, trading places, whatever it is they got to do, all of that stuff just looks fun. And the way they even sell that idea with like, you know, putting the Marvel Studios logo out of order and then flipping it back, like that was all fun. Like the, the whole concept of this movie is just really, it, it's really its own thing that we haven't quite seen from a Marvel Studios movie and I, I think all of those, all of that adds up to, I think, a trailer that's very appealing. I mean, this is not marketing data analytics or anything like that. But I, I think this is a trailer that does a pretty good job of getting people on board. Obviously, it doesn't mean that marketing's over. It's going to be the biggest Marvel movie in history. No, that's not where we're at at this point. That's not where Marvel even needs to get to for this movie to be successful. But this is a really, really good start that I think by Absolutely. centering the focus on character, relationships between characters, and everything that comes from that, good and bad in terms of laughs and, and happy times, and then maybe not so happy times. Although we know there's going to be some tension between Carol and Monica, and that's not really sold or addressed in this teaser trailer. And it didn't need to be part of the marketing yet um, at this point. As far as I'm concerned, they can save that whole thing for the movie. But where they started here. I feel like this is Marvel kind of going back to basics, not in terms of the storytelling, but just going back into the basics of why do people care about these movies and why have people continued to care about these movies since they started releasing them with Iron Man 15 years ago. I think a lot of those storytelling principles that are focused on character and connections with the audience's connection with those characters and how that happens and how that can best happen 
for a given character, that's what shines through in this trailer, largely through Kamala, not entirely limited to Kamala Khan, but obviously largely through her. Yeah, I, one of the things I, I thought about this trailer was, and this is not uncommon for a lot of films or you know trailers and whatnot, but was it's an, like you said, it's an emphasis on character. You don't really see what the what the antagonist is, right? And no. that's kind of the thing, and that's one of the things for me that I have no idea. And again, I stay away from spoilers, so I have I have no leaks or anything like that. I have no idea how their powers are intertwined. I have no idea who the antagonist is necessarily. I see obviously some Kree warriors in there. Yeah. She's um, got, uh, so the name of the character is apparently Dar Ben, who's like a villain that doesn't have a super huge, uh, <laughs> a large, uh, comic book backstory. Um, and, uh, Zowie Ashton is, uh, the actor playing this part. And she looks, I mean, I think she looks very cool in this trailer. No, we don't know who she is. I don't think we necessarily need to. I, I think that that can be revealed as can as more things go along. This is obviously when you use a character like this, and and most of the villains that you're going to use are are not going to be selling points for these movies. People are going to show up because exactly. they want to see these heroes interacting, and so we don't know anything about this villain or or what she wants or or any of. I mean. We will have to learn that if they do a good job in the storytelling. That's pretty basic that we have to know what motivates a character. But we see interesting things. Like we know she's Kree. She's got the hammer kind of like uh, very much like what Ronan had. But she also on her left arm has a bangle like Kamala Khan has. So um, I, I think there is some, you know, we knew that there was another bangle and we didn't get a chance to actually see where it was. And, and now we know it, it appears that this antagonist has it. And so that probably has something to do with the entanglement that's going on with their superpowers. But the how is never going to be as interesting as the why and then the just what happens in the interim. And it's, you know, what happens between these characters as they get to know each other. And I, I think that for Kamala Khan, this is not the teaser trailer to sell that point. But thematically for her, it is the the realization that with, it's the whole with great power comes great responsibility thing of the idea that, yes, it's very fun to be sitting here fighting alongside her hero, Carol Danvers, and also Monica Rambeau. All of that's great, but then the responsibility that really comes with that and what the Avengers are, are taking on, what the Marvels are taking on, that's going to be the big you know emotional through line for her. And then obviously we know because of WandaVision and everything else, there is some tension for some reason, between Monica and Carol, and, and we can guess, does Monica feel like Carol abandoned her, abandoned her mother, whatever, and, and maybe it's those things and something else. There's going to be all of those aspects to it, and, and that's really what's going to drive this movie. It doesn't mean the antagonist doesn't have to be fully developed. She still does, and I think she will be, but that's not what's going to I can just trust that that will be part of the story without having to worry about whether or not I'm seeing it in a trailer because I, I know that's not what's going to sell me on this movie and I don't think it's what would sell anybody else on this movie. Yeah, and that's the kind of thing about it is, you know, I, I have no idea. And I think selling character, it, it's, it's not like a completely different. It does remind me a little more of like, because of a Guardians movie because you're, you're selling the, not the villain, <clears throat> you're selling the, the, the fact that it's an ensemble, right? The Guardians movie, not necessarily this. It's, it's three people, but is that, enough to be an, uh, is that enough to be an ensemble cast, I guess? Maybe it's maybe so, but the thing for me is that you're selling the character and the chemistry, and, it, and that to me is a little... Is, we haven't really seen that a whole lot, I think, in uh, in Marvel teasers recently. And it, it, obviously you do it for a reason because it works. It's obviously working, and, it, and, it, and I think it's easily sellable. And I also think that what I'm really fascinated about this is that the dynamics of characters, you have three very different characters uh, in, in this movie. And I, I'm really looking forward to see them all work off each other and play off each other. And, you know, cause even Carol Danvers, I, you know, I've gone on record. You listen to those old shows, reviews of, of Captain Marvel. I've, I've said a lot of people are harsh on, you know, Brie Larson's uh, portrayal of the character because she's very serious. She's not a laugh, you know, Tony Stark laugh him up kind of person. She's a very, you know, 
serious BA, you know? And the thing is, like, people, you know, complain about that or whatever in that movie. You know, I still liked it. And, you know, one of the... In this movie, I remember forget my brother, who's very, very critical of, of Marvel, and he'd be like, Well, if her movie is so successful, why is she, you know, in a movie with you know two other people? Is it a true sequel? I said, Well, here's the deal. First of all, team you know, team heroes like films, they do better at this point. The more heroes you got, the better they're gonna sell the movie, first of all. But I think also I think it really does help to have the serious character to have the you have the tension which with her and Monica, which they definitely set up in that you know that first movie too by the way, um, but also the fact that you have you know Kamala have that be the voice of reason a little bit like to have that you know you have these two very serious people even right. ultra serious and, and Brie, but Kamala is going to bring them back to reality a little bit and I think that's what's really I'm looking forward to we don't really see that here necessarily. But we know it's coming. And one of the things that Kevin Feige's talked about was that, you know, Kamala, you know, is going to steal the show. And I can totally see why, because you're going to be building up the emotional aspects of this movie, probably through Monica and uh, and uh, Carol. And I think Kamala is going to be the person that makes him probably realize, you know, the life's too short kind of a thing, even though Carol's like, you know infinitely young or whatever, but I think it's, that you're going to see like the whole idea that Kamal's going to bring them back down to like, to show them how important family is. Cause look at her life right now. And I think it's, and I, you kind of see that a little bit in this trailer that I'm really excited about because I think they're going to have a cool arc between two of the characters. And I think Kamala too, I think you're going to see the maturity of Kamala through that. And I think the fact you have this three people dynamic, it's going to be really cool to play off on screen. And that's where I, I, I think to me, this movie is going to be just huge because one of the things that I, again, I keep for whatever reason, I think guardians of the galaxy when I see this movie, you know, look at, look at Ronan. He was barely in the trailers. Barely. If I can even remember, I don't remember even seeing him at all. The trailers. I mean, he they was there, sold. but yeah, it was, it's the same thing of like, this isn't why you're coming to see this movie. You need to enjoy, be able to enjoy this part of the movie when you see it, but this is not what's motivating people. Um, it's not really what's motivating people to buy tickets. And so I, I think that what they chose here with the first teaser trailer was definitely yeah. the right thing to to lead with. And then you know, talk about you know Brie Larson as Carol Danvers, and and I know that not everybody loved her. I mean, I'm a huge fan of that first film. I think it is. I mean, since day one, thought it was highly underrated. Also, at the same time, like it's not talked about for being as successful as it was. And it was incredibly successful. I mean, made over a billion dollars. It was a very, very successful, well-liked movie. And critics responded uh, favorably to the movie. It was a successful film. There's just a lot of conversation around Captain Marvel and around Brie Larson and around other things for similar reasons that we all know is out there and, and in bad faith. And I think that a lot of that stuff ultimately somehow kind of clouds the perception, even though we all know that it's there and we can, we should be able to separate that from, from everything else that we can see and process about these movies. It doesn't always happen and it can still have some of that residual effect. Uh, again, clouding the perception into or really distorting the perception when we just know that this was a very successful first movie and i don't think it would have been successful if audiences were coming out of general audiences were coming out of the theater being like i really didn't like captain marvel i didn't really care about carol danvers i don't think that's what happened and i i do think that in terms of that story and in terms of her performance i think brie larson's performance was exactly what it needed to be for the purposes of that film she didn't even know she was Carol Danvers for most of that movie and who she was. So I think that's part of the reason why I'm so excited about the Marvels is because, yes, we saw her very briefly in Avengers Endgame, but that wasn't really her film. That wasn't really her story. Yes, she got to show up in a big spot and do a great job and, and had a great showing in the final battle with Thanos. She was amazing in that. But did that really help us get to know Carol all that well? Sure, it showed us some things about her. I mean, the, her level of heroism, bravery, power, all of that stuff. But in terms of really getting to know Carol, we haven't spent that much time 
with Carol as she actually knows and understands herself. We haven't really been able to do that because that wasn't the story they told in Captain Marvel since the whole amnesia plot line for most of that movie, which I think did a great job in a lot of ways with that movie, but also it came at the expense of the audience in Carol's first movie really getting a full opportunity to get to know her. They liked it anyway, and they connected with her anyway, but now in the Marvels, you get we will get that opportunity, and I think you will see a lot more to Brie Larson's performance, and you will see a lot more to this character since you actually will get to spend more time with her as Carol Danvers, as she knows and understands herself. There will be a lot more of that in this movie than there was in the predecessor, and I don't think... You know, the argument of, well, that's why they're making this a team-up because, oh, people didn't like the first Captain Marvel movie. No, that's not true at all. Marvel knows that these team-ups work. Marvel knows that these team-ups sell. They've been figuring that out since Captain America the Winter Soldier in 2014. Oh, if we take a few heroes and team them up, people really like that. And that's how you get Thor Ragnarok. And that's how you get a lot of the team-ups that we have had in quote-unquote Marvel solo movies for the past nine years. I mean, the traditional superhero solo film, it still exists, but we don't see it nearly as much as we used to. It, there, there are really a lot more of these just mini team-ups, mini ensembles in the MCU, and I love it because it gives these characters a chance to really play off of one another, and it's highly entertaining, but also it's not just in that superficial way of isn't this fun to see this many heroes on the screen at the same time. I mean, that will always and forever be fun, but it only matters because these are characters that when you put them together, really allow them to get the most out of each other at that particular time in their lives, coming together for this particular story. And this is something that just makes sense for these characters to come together and be part of this. And I like that for Marvel, I mean, you could make the argument that this is something that maybe you wait another movie to do, but if it's right there, then go ahead and move forward and, and get to that story that I think people want, even if they don't necessarily know. As I said, this isn't a team-up that a lot of people have been dreaming about until they see it, and then they'll realize why, and starting to see it, realizing why this is something that they should be excited about, and they want it even if before they knew that they wanted it, is because you have these characters where... Even if Captain Marvel is not your favorite MCU hero, you know what it's like to have a favorite MCU hero and the idea of what that would have been like when you were 14, 15 years old to get a chance to hang out with and team up with that hero. And then also the connection from the first film between Carol and Monica and carrying that forward with a little update that we got in WandaVision. That's where I think a lot of this stuff is coming together. And, and I think that the way this teaser trailer presents it in this really fun, energetic, enthusiastic, just super fan sort of way as it uh, pertains to Kamala Khan. I, I think it's just incredibly effective. And I have seen, I mean, the response has been very, very positive. Yes, the same places that, you know, generated a lot of the bad faith criticism of Captain Marvel also here creating a lot of bad faith criticism of this teaser trailer, and that's mostly where I've seen it come from. It's not to say that there are not valid criticisms of Captain Marvel, and there can't be valid reasons to not be as excited about this teaser trailer as maybe you know Paul and I are, or whatever the case may be. All that's totally fine when there are those legitimate criticisms, but we also know there's just a lot of bad faith conversation from the same people who try to tank audience scores on Rotten Tomatoes and, and everything else. We just know that that's out there, but rather than giving any more breath to that than I already have here on this podcast, I want to focus on where people really are responding positively to the to these characters, and I think this is a story that has a lot to offer an audience of, of all ages, and, and as I said, this is, we've talked about this movie being a, a really important a really important one for the MCU, because I think that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, for better, for worse, I, I think, I, I, hard to imagine it would be for worse. I have a hard time imagining that's not going to be a great movie. Um, but if somehow it is, then everybody just says, okay, a disappointing fa finale for the Guardians, but that was the finale for that anyway. That's not necessarily impacting what's, mo what's happening moving forward in the MCU. I mean, to some extent it will, but it's easy to kind of set that one 
off to the side, even if it's successful, even if Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 makes a bunch of money and everyone loves it, nobody's going to turn around and say the MCU is fixed now because Guardians 3 was a hit and everybody loved it. They'll just The credit will just go to James Gunn and everything that, that Marvel Studios has been doing for the past nine years with the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise. When we're looking at the conversation around the MCU, especially over the past several weeks, and the way that conversation has shifted over the past several weeks makes it seem like our State of the MCU podcast from a few months ago, like it's aged like milk compared to the way the conversation around the MCU has shifted since then. Although I wouldn't say it's aged like milk in terms of my opinion of where things are at with the MCU. Ant-Man of the Wasp, Quantumania, it had its flaws and it ultimately impacted how audiences saw that movie and ultimately impacted the performance of that movie, which meant there were lessons to be learned. But I also, along those lines, talking about where audiences are with the MCU, I don't think there's ever going to be some day where the audience decides we're done with Marvel movies and we never, ever want to see any more Marvel movies. Like, I don't think that's the way that people decide on whether or not they're going to see movies going forward. I think each individual movie needs to make its case for why audience members should come see it. But in terms of that larger narrative, broader perception of the MCU, yeah, the Marvels is an important moment for that. It's an important moment because of these characters and the promise that they have that they offer to the MCU and its future, because these characters are not going anywhere in the MCU anytime soon. But also, it's a time, it's an opportunity for the MCU to remind everyone from Marvel Studios to remind, granted, they already made this movie before everything that happened with with Quantumania, but it is an opportunity for Marvel to remind everyone what made them love MCU movies so consistently for such a long time over the span of so many movies and I think you catch a really strong glimpse of that in this teaser trailer. And that's absolutely what Marvel should be focusing on right now. That's what they need to be focusing on, not just in terms of what they present in the in the teaser trailer, but what they need to focus on as they finish this movie, uh, what they need to focus on as they uh, as they move forward with other projects in the MCU. And I still Think very, I still think they also found, by the way, because we haven't mentioned her, and, and shame on us for not mentioning her this deep in, until now, this deep into the podcast, but Nia DaCosta, as the director of this movie, she is a true, legit, through-and-through through fan, and that comes through in the enthusiasm. And you, I think there's... She's kind of living vicariously through Kamala Khan a little bit in this story with the way that we... we the way it comes across as so genuine because it's very easy for it to come across as just totally campy overly cheesy and just eye rolling and we don't really buy it or whatever but the way it comes across with Kamala Khan and that enthusiasm and that wish fulfillment it feels a hundred percent sincere and I think that is what really drives it home with the overall experience of this teaser trailer and and that's that's really its greatest success I know there's some other little details in the teaser trailer that we want to get to but just as far as the the overall performance objective and everything with the teaser trailer, that's why I think it, it hit its mark is it, it is, as I mentioned before a few times now, and I'll go ahead and repeat myself again. Uh, but yeah, it's the back to basics approach to what people love about the MCU, um, but in this whole new way with these characters. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I think that this is a back to basics focus on the character aspects. And, you know, with with three people, you know, as the co-leads, it's going to be interesting. And, and it's a team dynamic without having the team dynamic, you know, very Thor Ragnarok-ish, if you will. Which I think is, uh, I'm very curious to see that as like the, the prep, like, or the, the you're selling the, the movie on this, this aspect instead of just Thor and then having like, you know, a couple, you know, side heroes or, you know, side, not sidekicks, you know what I'm saying, other heroes team up with, you're really showing that it's actually a team up, kind of a team-ish idea, which I thought was cool. So, or I think it's a good idea. Yeah, no, I, I think so too. So um, also looks like that bangle, as I'm rewatching the trailer now, kind of moves from different arms, unless she ends up getting both bangles uh, for <laughs> the antagonist in this. But uh, in any event, 
I do want to talk about Nick Fury a little bit because we talked about him in our previous episode, uh, breaking down the Secret Invasion trailer. And I'm really curious. I mean, this actually shows what we were talking about last week. I mean, the payoff of the WandaVision mid credit scene of Monica Rambeau working with Nick Fury. We see that here in the very opening of this trailer aboard the Sabre space station. I love how the trailer cuts right before it prints out the year where it says established and it's about to say the year and then it cuts out. But we'll get a year update uh, when we see uh, when we see the movie. It's not going to cut right there, I don't think. Um, but also, I'm curious your thoughts, Paul, on the state of Nick Fury in this teaser trailer because we see him looking re- really weary in Secret Invasion, talking about mm-hmm. one last fight. You know, the end is closer than you think. All of this stuff that, as we were breaking it down, really selling the idea that Secret Invasion could be our last adventure with Nick Fury, right. and yet here's a movie that comes out after Secret Invasion, and Nick Fury looks pretty good. Uh, He looks pretty good, pretty happy, pretty healthy, definitely looks to be in better shape and better condition than he is in Secret Invasion. So I just find myself wondering, is this movie happening before Secret Invasion? Mm -hmm. Yep. Which seems like the the most likely thing, although we'll see how they would account for that in uh, in Secret Invasion. I, I, I... I don't like the idea. I don't know. I mean, I know we jump around the timeline a little bit in the MCU, but sometimes I get a little nervous that like this could be a big story. And then it's like, oh, but everything was fine because here's Nick Fury back on Earth. But besides the where this fits in the timeline, is this before or after Secret Invasion? It, it definitely looks like it's before, but maybe that's the the whole thing with Secret Invasion is it's the big swerve of like, this is it. This is it for Nick Fury. But then he actually makes it through that story and he gets a renewed sense of energy and he is energized by he's energized by his renewed sense of energy and he looks be- he looks and feels better in the marvels okay I-, I could buy that potentially but then there's the other question mark of well hey maybe nick fury is a scroll in secret invasion or maybe he's a scroll in this one so uh, that's always now part of it although you got to be careful with the nick fury is a scroll yeah. gag cuz you already did that once in Spider-Man Far From Home. So we'll see what the approach is. But if I had to guess on which of those things is true, which of those scenarios, I'm I'm definitely leaning in the direction that this is prior to Secret Invasion. Yeah, that's kind of what I feel too, Sean. I, I kind of feel that... Or maybe that's just what they want me to think. I don't know. I'm in my own head now. Well, see, so here's the thing. I think that you you want to push the overall narrative of the Marvel universe and the connectivity forward. And I think that if one of the things that'd be interesting is to see Nick Fury die, I'm not saying he will either even now, but there's, but I, I don't think he's safe necessarily in secret evasion only because it could take place before and it could, you could set up secret invasion, like how at the very end of that movie with Nick Fury, right. he kind of has to come back to earth. And, and it's almost like you're kind of saying goodbye to Nick Fury one last time in this movie. So, it's, you know what I mean? Like, well, it's, like, it's kind of like you said goodbye literally to Nick Fury in terms of he died in secret invasion. But your last time getting to see Nick Fury in a movie is going to be a happier affair. It is kind of like exactly. that. Like you. You get the dramatic end, but then you also get like the the fond farewell and more playful goodbye. You, you, you get both for Nick Fury in 2023, if that's what they're going for here. And as I said, a, a lot of the stuff in Secret Invasion, though, I just kind of suspect is, I, I don't know, it, it's it almost would be the most surprising thing is to just move forward with what you're selling so hard that you're going to do in Secret Invasion and have one one literal last fight for Nick Fury, but I'm not sure. I mean, it is, I, I'm leaning in this, the Marvels is happening before Secret Invasion, but honestly, I, I as soon as I start leaning that direction, I already feel the pull back in the other direction. Yeah. Of, no, he's he's survived Secret Invasion, and he's he's renewed after that story. Who knows? I'll, I'll, I'll say this. My last thing about Nick Fury in this movie, or in this trailer, and in, in Secret Invasion is, I would not be shocked if he died in Secret Invasion, and and then this would be his last movie. Do I am I do I feel more confident in that? No. But I would not I still would not be shocked 
if he was if he died in Secret Invasion, and this would be his last movie. So that's kind of that's exactly how I when I saw him, how I interpreted it. But that's just how I viewed it. So we'll see. But yeah, I, I'm not I'm not convinced one way or the other. But I would not. I, I'm more so in the middle now than I was. I was leaning towards it could be the end. But I would not still be shocked if he if it was the end in Secret Invasion. No, at this point, yeah, with Nick Fury, nothing would surprise me. Just with Nick Fury, you just have to go into it expecting to be surprised. So that that's just kind of where uh, where we're at. As far as some other stuff, uh, just to make sure we uh, we we don't miss it here with this teaser trailer. It looks like there's there, there's one shot there that shows like it looks like a lot of cats, but it could be a lot of flirking uh, that we see in this teaser trailer. So um, they're going to be i don't know a lot of flirking action in the in the marvels which i don't know i mean i think goose is really cool and a lot of fun i don't know if i need that many flirking though so <laughs> i don't know but we'll see uh we'll see how that shakes out um i think in terms of there's also paul i i i can't we can't have a teaser trailer breakdown especially with you in it and, and not get your thoughts on the new costumes which do show up in this teaser trailer you don't get like the best look at them because by the time they're revealed it's very very fast but there are shots that do show Kamala Khan's new suit the uh, Monica Rambo's superhero suit whether that's Captain Marvel Photon Spectrum whatever and then also right, right, right. Um, a, a good look at uh, Carol Danvers brand new Captain Marvel suit and I know she's had a few now in the MCU but uh, besides the update that we already saw that's in this trailer with the Miss Marvel mid credit or post credit scene, but there's another uh, new costume that's also part of this, where the you know, the star on her costume is just massive uh, on that version of it. I like all these new costumes. I think Monica Rambeau's suit just looks perfect. Uh, no, yes, that, that I was is a say that. that's yep. a no notes situation. Miss um, mm -hmm. Marvel, it's gonna take a minute because I, I just the way they they had that costume in her own series. It was like, just when they nail it that perfectly on the first attempt, I'm almost like, just, you know what? Just don't change it ever. And I know they're obviously always going to change it and make adjustments in the MCU. Um, but the new suit I do, it still looks very much Miss Marvel. I like it. I, I think I just, I don't know. I I'm curious. I, I want to see the story reason behind that uh, a little bit more because also you know, John Beerley politeness award winner is Kamala's <laughs> mom making that costume. And so the sentimental value of the original costume, plus just how perfect that design is. I don't know that I needed a, a suit update for Kamala Khan, but it, they've got to find some way to preserve, you know, the the connection to her mother in that costume in, in the new update. I, I hope that still remains part of it because uh, that's just, again, a huge emotional touch point for the character. And then obviously I think the Captain Marvel costume looks really cool. It's not my favorite though, as far as Captain Marvel costumes, the new suit that we're seeing, that's more like final battle for the end of this trailer. I actually like the other update that's in this teaser trailer more again, that's that we first saw in the Kamala Khan or Miss Marvel post-credit scene. I like that one more uh, than I like this one, but I still, I still do like it. And I'm okay with Carol going through a lot of variations on her suit because we already saw just in the movies, she can change the costume or the color scheme of the costume, all of those things instantly, just instantly with a thought. So, or just, you know, scrambling on her suit. So that one, I'm, I'm okay with her having a lot of updates. Also since Captain Marvel, since Carol got that redesign in the comic books circa 2012, we've seen just a lot of variations of it and she's always got some sort of new slightly updated look so i just expect that to kind of be the norm for her uh in the mcu so if this one that she's getting at the final battle isn't my favorite i'm not super worried about it because i know it's probably going to look very different the next time we see her but the one that really stands out to me is is monica rambo's suit as i said perfect no notes yeah the the costumes you know carol seems fine seems a good modification i haven't don't remember miss marvels as well you know which i'm not sure if it's a good or a bad thing but i will say this monica rambo's photon spectrum whatever it 100 looks fantastic i'm all about it so i love that costume looks great 
she's she might be my one of the character I'm looking forward to most in that movie, to be honest. So just in general. So I'm uh, I'm all about it. Yeah, she's the character that I hope kind of gets. I don't know how many trailers are going to do for this. I think they should do three. One that kind of centers on each character. And so this was definitely the um, this was definitely the Kamala Khan teaser trailer. I wouldn't mind seeing the next trailer focus more on Monica Rambo, and then another one that focuses more on Carol. So I, I think there's definitely you know more to say about Monica Rambo. And I agree with you though that she is one of the characters that I'm most excited about because she was so incredible, so underrated in WandaVision. And I, I think because so many great things were happening in that series and there were so many great performances that Tiana Paris in that show, I think most of us, you most of us talking here on the podcast, most of you listening know how great she was in WandaVision. But I think she'll get her just like we've seen we're starting to see with Amon Vellani in this teaser trailer. When we get to other trailers and of course the movie itself, I think that yes, what audiences see from Monica Rambo is, is gonna be a huge revelation and they're really gonna love that character as well. I mean, they're going to come out loving the Marvels. They're going to love all three of these characters and obviously Kamala's entire family because they're just impossible not to love. There's so much there that I think people are going to respond so well to and already are based on the reaction that I'm seeing to this teaser trailer. So obviously we love it. Hopefully those of you listening out there, you loved it as well. If not, well, then we'll see what happens with the very next teaser trailer for the Marvels. But now our focus will start shifting towards Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and we'll have more to say about the Guardians franchise and Volume 3 itself uh, in the weeks to come. But that is where we are going to wrap up this edition of MCU Fan Show. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you check out Fan Show Plus, patreon.com slash Sean Gerber, or by searching uh, Fan Show Plus or the MCU Fan Show channel on Apple Podcasts. Follow us at MCU Fan Show on Instagram and Twitter. Paul, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Herman22 with two N's, a.k.a. P-Thug. Please also go subscribe to the YouTube channel, The Comic Binge, where we will be this week uh, discussing the original uh, issues of Miles Morales's Becoming Spider-Man, which is very, very exciting. So check us out. Uh, check us out there. And uh, thank you for who have already liked and subscribed videos on that channel. Appreciate you all. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Sean Gerber. So for Paul, I'm Sean. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>